Welcome to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast, here to give you the knowledge and inspiration to take the next steps in the world of property. Your weekly dose of property market updates, top tips on buying, selling, renting and investing in property. From your expert estate agents and through interviews with industry specialists. We're here to answer your questions. So here's your host, serial entrepreneur and estate agent, David Thomas. Hello everybody, David here and welcome to this episode of Assi Estate Agent Podcast. Thanks again for taking the time to download and listen and thanks for all your support so far. Um, I must say a huge thank you to everybody that has reached out with your questions and your comments and your feedback um, because that's what makes this podcast what it is. Um, we're here to help, guide, um, give you all the knowledge and the facts that you need and answer your questions at the end of the day. So um, please do keep them coming. And I hope you're finding that the podcast is a, is a great knowledge bank of information that you can refer to um, as and when you need to. So without further ado, we're going to get on to today's subject, which um, has come from a number of questions, actually, regarding various methods of selling a property. <clears throat> now, there are so many different methods out there that Typically, people are only really aware of one or two of these. So I thought what we'd do in this um, episode is cover them all very basically and give you a few pointers as to when they would be used and the pros and cons. And, um, you know, I'd be interested to hear your feedback as to if anybody's used any of these different methods as to how successful they've been, what your experiences are, um, and share them amongst the community, really. So... Really, um, the one that most people know about straight away, if you go to an estate agency, is typically the first one we're going to talk about, private treaty. It's often called for sale by private treaty, and it's the method that is employed by most estate agents. It involves preparing a descriptive detail of the property, quoting a definitive asking price, and then details are circulated to potential buyers who then may view the property and either agree to buy at the asking price or submit an offer to purchase. An agreement to buy at this stage for England and Wales is subject to formal contracts. So that's where you'll see the term um, sold subject to contract. Those contracts, the formal contracts need to be prepared between the vendor and the purchaser and those contracts being signed and exchanged between the two parties is is then where the sale has effectively taken place and it then goes on to completion where the funds are um, sent over. If several interested parties are introduced to the seller, those parties will be invited for what's called best and final offers. That's ensuring then that the vendor receives the optimum price. So if you get a lot of interest, um, the agent should turn around to all those parties and rather than sort of get into a bidding war and, um, you know, sort of almost putting people against each other, you can just say best and final offers by a certain date and time, and then people submit exactly that, their best and final. This then makes sure that the vendor receives the highest price. So private treaty is typically used in the vast majority of sales where the, the residential property is presentable and where the seller's looking to just move from one home to another. The thing you've got to bear in mind with private treaty, because it is how the, the majority of the market sells, is the timescales that can be involved with this. 
And the average time to sell at the moment, um, I've got an interesting breakdown here of all the different sections, is it can take around six months from the very minute you look to sell it and put it on the market and the marketing starts to actual completion. And that's broken down in the the following parts. Getting a mortgage in principle can be really quick now. It can be done in around 24 hours. The average time from a new new home listing on the market to an offer being accepted is around 10 weeks. The time from acceptance of the offer to the property searches being ordered, 36 days, so over a month, which, which I find crazy, um, but hopefully that's going to speed up. Uh, arranging the mortgage, which should be done at the same time as the conveyancing process, can take around three to six weeks. Um, from searches being ordered to exchange of contracts, approximately 58 days. And then from exchange of contracts to completion, that can either be the same day or up to four weeks. So the total time you could be looking at, and this is a, a very open because transactions can, in theory, be done very, very quickly in a couple of days. But worst case scenario, an average is around six months. Um, but that's not that's from very, very beginning to completion. Obviously, this varies throughout the country, depending on region, depending on the, the type of property and how complex the, the property is, depends on whether you're in a chain. So there are so many different variables to this. But that data there was supplied by viewmychain.com, um, who have analysed lots of different property chains to, to see those figures. So that is something to bear in mind when you're looking to sell by private treaty in that your timescale can be extremely varied and you almost don't have control over that timescale due to the complexities that that may be within the chain and then the amount of people that are involved in that transaction from mortgage brokers to conveyancers to surveyors. Um, all these people have an impact on the time frame. <clears throat> so if you are going to sell by private treaty, you have to bear in mind that timescale. So at present, approximately 30% of transactions collapse before exchange of contracts, which is quite an alarming rate that 30% of all the transactions out there collapse before exchange of contracts. And typically, you know, that that's for a huge array of, of reasons, but the time frame and the complexities involved in it um, significantly uh, impacts why that 30% that exists. So bear that in mind. Um, that it is not a, a straightforward route to sell in and it can be quite complex and you have got that chance of it falling through between exchange and completion. Out of interest, the average amount a homeowner loses in that process if, if it does collapse between exchange and, and completion is around £2,900. So a figure that's worth understanding and being aware of. So if you're on a tight time frame, you need to sell by a certain date for whatever reason, or perhaps you need to release equity for some reason within a specified time frame. You know, private treaty going on the, the standard way of selling a property might not be the best route for you. So moving on then, let's look at number two, which is traditional auction. Now, this is where the property is advertised for sale by auction, and rather than at a fixed price, those interested in buying attend a competitive auction. This is conducted by an auctioneer at which the person who bids the highest buys the property. 
The successful bidder is legally bound to purchase when the auctioneer's hammer falls on his bid. He pays a 10% deposit there and then and has to complete the purchase on the stated completion date, normally four weeks after the auction date. The buyer has to arrange finance and make any inquiries, including carrying out a survey before he bids. It's too late afterwards. So you can see there that if you wanted to be sold by a specific date, auction may be the route. So when it's typically used is properties where it's likely to be strong competition because you can get a bid in war going within the room um, and that allows all prospective buyers to, to bid and um, whoever reaches the highest obviously gets the property. It's um, most likely to appeal to cash buyers rather than those with a property to sell or needing to borrow because you obviously need to be prepared and everything in place before you actually bid. Um, so you'll often see properties being entered into auction that are either very, very competitive or they might be renovation jobs, they might be development projects, um, building plots of land, things like that that may be hard to actually fix a, a value on. So by putting it into auction, you allow people to make their judgment and bid on the price that they uh, value the property at. Properties with serious defects, where there's a fear that buyers by private treaty might keep pulling out because of concerns over the risks that are taken and um, feedback from surveys and things, quite typically they'll end up in auction where people have to do their due diligence beforehand and make that decision ahead of time. So, this is a really, really good option if the seller needs to complete within a certain time frame. So don't I wouldn't always just think of auction as being purely for uh, renovation jobs, dilapidated properties. You know, you can pick one up below market value. It's not always about that. Um, properties have been sold at auction that have been bid over market value purely because it's a desirable um, property. Uh, there was a competitive market for it and then people bid just like they would on eBay for something, um, <clears throat> you know, and if they want it, they'll they'll pay that little bit more for it. So the auction route is certainly something to look at and definitely something you should look at if you have a specific time frame that you need to be sold by. Now, leading on from that is number three, which is the modern method of auction, which not many people may have heard of. It's been a relatively new um, way of selling that's kind of come a bit more into the frame over the last couple of years. And um, this is kind of taking the auction model, but adding a bit of flexibility in there and a bit of a longer time frame because it opens it up to more people to be able to raise finance to be able to buy it. Um, it allows them a bit more time to do their due diligence but there are the sort of pros and cons of this one as well. So I'll briefly go over this one. It does vary slightly. So all I'd say is if you are thinking of this, speak to an auction provider that, that um, provides this method and then they can go through the, the real detail of it. So as I mentioned, it's a new concept, um, sometimes commonly or referred to as online auction because the property is marketed as well as on the open market. It'll be on Rightmove, Zoopla, but it'll be very much on an online platform on lots of various websites. And the actual bidding is done online. So people um, get a chance to go and view the property with the agent that's marketing it just as normal. 
and then they can place a bid online and then they're almost on an eBay eBay style um, kind of website updated if more bids come in and then they can counter bid and eventually it will be given a um, a date for closing of the auction and whoever has the highest bid there is the confirmed buyer. So the successful buyer in uh, most cases on these auctions are required to pay a buyer's reservation fee or a deposit and sign a reservation agreement as soon as the auction closes. The property is then reserved to the buyer. The buyer and seller are then required to unconditionally exchange contracts and complete the transaction within 56 days of that auction closing. This allows buyers time to raise finance and so the uh, the concept behind it is it that it opens the auction to more potential buyers, not just people that are in a room on a specific day. There are no agency fees to pay and your seller receives the full auction price achieved. So quite often the seller doesn't pay any fees at all. They get the full auction price at the end of it, but the buyer pays um, a reservation or deposit as well as the, the bid price that they've put in. Um, <clears throat> often there's no upfront charge um, except for an auction pack at the beginning for the seller. So, but again, I would say check with whoever the provider is of the online auctions. So this one, again, if you kind of want a specified time frame to sell, it could work, but you've got to factor in that 56 days from the, the time that the auction closes. Um, but it it does give buyers more options as well in that a lot more people can look at that property and potentially bid on it and arrange finance on it. So it's not just for cash buyers in the room on the day. So that was number three. Um, that was modern method of auction. And number four then is informal tender. Now in the process known as for sale by informal tender, the asking price will not be stated. Generally, a guide price will be given. Written offers will be invited, sealed bids, and a closing date for such offers published. All the offers are opened at the same time, and generally the vendor is not committed to accepting the highest or any offer. The offer is not binding, and on acceptance of any offer, the transaction proceeds subject to contract. So when is this typically used? Properties where competition is strong and there's a huge choice of buyers um, and, and it's you know likely that there's going to be a big demand anticipated uh, and properties that require modernization, defects highlighted at survey, etc. What will typically happen is they'll invite informal tenders, um, people place their bids, sealed bids, um, and then at that point they're all opened and the vendor can choose from those those bids and then it goes through a very similar process to private treaty in um, proceeding to exchange of contracts. Um, where a closure date for accepting offers is required or desired, this is a good option. So obviously you're going to know a defined date of when you will have an offer that, that you should be able to accept, but that's not to say that the offers are going to be acceptable and then you will still have the delay and the, and the time frame from accepting that offer right the way through to exchange and completion. So again, it, it gives you a little bit of certainty at the front end marketing bit that that is as a de defined time frame, but the remainder of it will stay pretty similar to private treaty. 
Number five then is um, formal tender. And this is obviously a variation of the informal tender process, but a little bit more stricter. So when a property is sold by formal tender, as with informal tender, the sale will be advertised with a deadline by which all prospective purchasers must submit their bid. Each tender document from the bidders must include the full legal contract for sale, and all bids have to include a banker's draft as a deposit on the contract. The bids are opened by the vendor or the agent slash representative. As soon as the best bid is selected, the banker's draft is accepted and contracts are automatically exchanged. The successful bidder is then committed to the contract and will have to complete the sale on the appointed date. If the successful bidder fails to complete the sale, they will forfeit their deposit and further costs may be incurred. So you can see from this one, it's it's rarely used um, due to its complexities and the fact that people will have to do all their due diligence. They'll have to fully be satisfied that if they are um, putting an offer forward, they will complete. They're signing a contract. They're even committing their funds. Um, so it, it is more rarely used now. And um, you tend to see it more on land transactions and things like that. Um, used if if at all. So again, it can be a good way of selling if the seller urgently needs to be completed within a certain time frame, because you have got that um, defined time frame very similar to a traditional auction. So there we go. That that sort of gives you an overview of five different ways that you can actually sell your property. Which I know most people will be aware of private treaty. You know the putting it on the market. Most will be aware of some form of auction, but the others are worth bearing in mind. And of course, if you are under those constraints where you have a specified time frame or you're under pressure of any sort to complete, um, then please do discuss that with your agent. Please sort of explore the different options and the different routes of selling and don't feel that private treaty is the only way to do it because um, you know, I've seen it myself where people have sold through private treaty thinking, well, that's the only way, you know, just go to a, an agent, put it on the market. And then, you know, all of a sudden timeframes become a real issue. It becomes very stressful. And, um, you know, if the timeframes were there from the beginning, then private treaty may not have been the best way to actually sell that property in the first place. So I hope this helps. I hope it gives you a bit of an overview, a bit of a, a, a grounded knowledge to start with. Um, but like I said, please do speak to your agent when it comes to selling and explore these different options because they are there um, to help depending on on which way and, and what your what your goal is and what you need to achieve. So thanks again for listening. Hope it all helps. And um, uh, please do keep your questions coming. If there's anything from this, if you've all ha- if anybody's had experience of using these different ones as well, whether it's um, the modern method of auction, the formal or informal tender. You know, I'd love to hear from from people um, that have gone through that sale process and the pros and cons that they found with it. You know, please do reach out, share those experiences because it'd be great to um, to share that within the community. And uh, thanks again for listening. So until next time, it's goodbye for now. We look forward to answering your property questions and helping you with your next move. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Estate Agent podcast.